boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 46. It is the Turkey Day edition. We will be going over the Thanksgiving slate. Three games. We will go through all your options for DraftKings. Joining me will be Mike Carpanini, Dave Utnick, and James Fitzpatrick. Let's get into it. All right, so we are ready to dive into the Thanksgiving slate. Always one of my favorite days of the year. Basically, it is opening day on Sunday. That is one of the most exciting. Then Thanksgiving and the Super Bowl are right there. So we'll hop right into it. Joining me back from the dead, James Fitzpatrick. Fitz, how we doing? Doing good. What's going on, everybody? And Dave Utnick. Fellas, how you know? And the Burrow Whisper himself, Mr. Casual Corner, Mike Carpanini. Boys, how are you now? I, I got to say, Burrow did actually save me some money this weekend. I, I, yeah, Higgins had way too good of a game to not have a touchdown. Like yeah. That should have worked out really yeah. well. No, it's Samaj P. Ryan. You know, he's, he's just a beast. So The problem is all my Burrow lineups also had a Jets running back, so it didn't go all that well. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, two two of mine had Hurst, and he didn't really do much, so that wasn't really helpful. But he, he salvaged my day, and actually in cash, I was dead. Like it was one of the worst cash lineups I've ever put out there, and late swap last minute to to Burrow and Higgins over Dak and CD. So it actually cashed me some money. So worked out. So you know, you you had that going for you. You had the nice little Burrow call. You had the the Amari Cooper call, and you were only a couple points off with the jet projection. I think you said they were going to score like 546 <laughs> points. So just, you know, just a tad off. Uh, Belichick just cannot help himself cheating against the Jets. The only explanation at this point, like how else do you run off 14 in a row? Like I, you could set a high school team out there and they would win one of 14. Like, oh, yeah. Belichick just likes cheating against the Jets. Yeah, the Jets, dude. I think he paid off Zach Wilson. Gave him Mills. <laughs> All right. So if we dive into this game, basically what we'll do is we'll go game by game, go into, you know, the, the spreads, the totals, and, and who we like, what we're kind of targeting. And then after we go through, we can build a lineup, kind of go through, see how the pricing works. Now on a three-game slate, it is kind of interesting. It's kind of like a mix of the classic slate and showdown slate. You do want to be different. I mean, I mean, last year I know Josh Reynolds was a guy that won me a ton of money and won me a showdown. So you definitely got to find those those crazy plays because every week we have random guys that score touchdowns and it really doesn't make or break you in, in a regular slate. But on this slate, I mean, they they literally, if you have that random person that scores a touchdown, he could actually win you the day. So if we dive into the first game, we have the Bills at the Detroit Lions. Buffalo is laying 10 points to Detroit, and we have an over-under of 54. So expected to be a lot of scoring in this game. Should be interesting. A couple injuries to monitor. Not really significant, but Josh Reynolds has missed the last three games, and he has been practicing on a limited basis. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. DJ Chark did actually return from his ankle injury last week, but he's also been practicing. And if, if he's back, it, it, it definitely makes a difference for the Detroit side of the ball. So, Dave, we could start right here. You, you had said something before we started recording, you know, basically play all the bills. So make a case. Uh, like you were saying, 
this is kind of like a showdown approach where you're going to be leaving some money on the table. You want to get a little different, maybe even do some things like play the same running backs in the same game or even the running backs from the same team. Um, I'm a big fan of Gabe Davis on short slates uh, in general. He's got that huge, huge, tremendous ceiling um, that's going to probably come with Josh Allen. I see a lot of points getting scored in this game, get parts from this game because as it gets later in the day, your point totals are going to get down. Um, I think this is one to kind of pick some unique players from. Well, I like the DJ Shark take here and, you know, kind of adjust your lineup throughout the day from there. Yeah, if you can get off to a, to a hot start, it, it definitely goes a long way. The only thing that worries me is with that high total, exactly what you just said. I, I think a lot of people are going to start with Allen and – because Allen is the most expensive quarterback on the slate, it just makes sense to go to Gabe Davis. So I think that's going to be a really popular starting point. So definitely going to have to find some ways to get a little bit different there if that's where we are starting. Now, similar to how I've talked about on regular slates before, I'm going to have a couple contests where it's it's single entries and like very, very small field, 100 people or less. And, and then I'll go for some of those big GPPs and just throw shit at the wall and, and play some crazy lineups. But Fitz, what, what are you thinking about this game? Do you, do you want Allen or are you going with your boy that won you to 50K? Yeah, um, can't get away from this game. It's obviously, gonna, I, I think, going to be the highest scoring game on the slate. And uh, they could be trying to get cute or get different and, and get away from this game. Um, to get a bite you and uh i'm gonna play both but i definitely like the i mean i really like goff even if allen's you know putting up points and, and doing his thing you know goff uh goff can be playing catch up and and it might not be pretty but goff will probably still get you um get you the points so that three thousand whatever it is twenty eight hundred dollar price difference um little discount you get on goff uh i'm all for it so i'll be playing a lot of goff yes 5,200 is very, very cheap for what he can do. I mean, we've seen them be huge underdogs earlier this year and even last year and just, you know, they garbage time it up and, and he gets there. So at 5,200, I mean, you could actually get kind of interesting there. And, and let's say Allen does, you know, go off. You could, you could even stack Diggs and Gabe Davis or, or even one of those two and Knox and then stack him with two pass catchers. And if this game is, is the highest scoring game by far, you just get access to all those guys with, with Goff's cheap price. So I think that might even be a way to get different too. And yeah. go ahead, Dave. No, I like this as a, an onslaught game. I mean, you're going to have to play out narratives just kind of like you would do in showdown. I mean, if this is the game of the day with all the points getting scored, you want as many pieces from this game as possible. That's you know that's not how I'm going to build all of my lineups. There's going to be some other plays in some of these other games afterwards. But if you think that this is the game of the day, even though it's early, um, get as many pieces in as you can. Yeah, I I agree. Like I was saying before, you know, don't get cute and be like, oh, everyone's going to play this game. I'll I'll load up on the other game, and and you know, it's the first game. Everyone you know kind of likes that late night hammer. You like have have guys going. But listen, this game it's in you know it's in, in the dome in Detroit you know Buffalo just played there two high scoring you know Detroit's got a awful defense Buffalo's got the best offense you know Detroit they can score points too so I just think this is going to be the highest scoring game on the slate and I think uh 
yeah, don't get cute, load up. Like I said, get a little different. I like what you said, playing golf. And then actually had set a lineup before just messing around and had golf and, you know, load up on some Buffalo skill players. I've been uh, loaded up golf with, with Swift. Everyone's going to be, you know, Jamal Williams scoring all the touchdowns. Everyone's off Swift. But, you know, if they are behind, you know, you catch some passes, that's uh, that's useful, um, you know, on DK. And even like uh, Dave mentioned, playing two two running backs from the same team, maybe play Jamal Williams and Swift, you know, let, let Williams get the touchdowns and Swift get, you know, eight catches or so in catch-up mode and, and yeah, just load up this game. I really like it a lot. Yeah, M- Mike, what are you thinking on this game? Are, are you going towards the pass catchers or, or do you like what Fitz just said, you know, possibly going two of the running backs? Uh, I don't know about both of the running backs or two of the run- – like. That's the one piece of Buffalo I'm not sure I really want is the running backs. But, you know, I'm just going to be a broken record here. You're going to hammer this game. Like, it's – I almost want next to nothing to do, especially with your with your big stacks. Like, if you're going to be in – if you're going to be trying to save money, I think Goff is the play. And if you're willing to spend up, then Allen is the play. Anyone in between those two, like, they're eh, they're whatever. Like, maybe I have – one cousins lineup but this is where you know where you're gonna be i don't see dallas and the giants being by big scoring divisional game like short week like i just don't see that being a big number and i also i mean i won't play patriots regardless but i also don't think that they're gonna put a you know they hung fucking 10 on the jets like it's and seven of them came in the last 25 seconds like that offense is not good so I'm going to be heavy, heavy pass catchers, a little bit on the running backs, but all over this game. Yeah, and I I definitely prefer Jamal Williams. I mean, clearly we we see how many freaking touchdowns he scored. He's already had five multiple touchdown games this year, has five more goal line carries than anyone else in football. And and I I like Swift a lot, but – I just don't know if he has upside anymore. At 5,600, you don't really need him to go off in this this game. But on, on the slate, there are some good running backs, and I really don't know if I can get there with Swift. Justin Jackson is way more involved than anybody realizes. He played 30%, 37% of the snaps last week and had nine carries. Both of those were more than Swift. He's, he's actually playing just as much as Swift the last two weeks and, and actually getting the ball more than him. So – it scares me a little bit. Swift has basically just gotten in the end zone the last two weeks that has saved his week. So I, I could see it actually being popular where people do stack both of them together. And I, I don't know if I want to go there. I'm willing to play Williams and, and maybe sprinkle in some Swift on, on some golf stacks and hope he gets there on, on a catch or a couple catches and possibly a touchdown. But I, I think Singletary is going to go overlooked a little bit in this game. And, you know, if, if you can get any piece that, that's not going to be high-owned, especially from the best game, he has plenty of touchdown equity, s- scored three touchdowns in his last two games. He's averaged 15 and a half carries over his last two games, and the Lions aren't good against the run. They, they allow over five yards per carry. So if Singletary's the one getting there, you know, you, you get a big upper hand if you use Singletary and, and you're getting away from, from the Allen side of this. Dave, what are your thoughts on on Singletary? I mean, I think a lot of people are going to have the same uh, perspective as you there, try to get that lesser on piece in Singletary, and he ends up getting steamed himself because you got – I mean, these 
running back options on this slate when you're, you know, look taking price into consideration. You don't have many options here. Uh, in terms of what I'm looking at to get different, it's probably some of these secondary pass catchers. Like I said, I like Gabe Davis, probably won't play digs with him. Um, or you're looking at like Isaiah McKenzie, uh, Josh Reynolds just came back to practice this week, Khalif Raymond, whoever you spin the wheel with at tight end for uh, the Lions there, Brock Wright or James Mitchell. Uh, those are the pieces in this game that I'm going to be focused on to try to create my own leverage. Yeah, fit, fits. So what what are you thinking if you're playing golf? You know, obviously it's it's going to be Amon Ra is going to be the most popular, but do you like any of these other pass catchers? Um, not really. Um, if I'm going to stack, like I said, it's definitely Amon Ra um, and maybe Reynolds if he's healthy, maybe, you know, Cleve Raymond, but I'd probably – like I said, I, I'll play Swift. I mean, I'll play golf with Swift and Amon Ra and then load up on the Bills side, just uh, let golf be most, most, you know, catch up mode. Um, I'm with you on Singletary. I, li- I like Singletary. Um, so just, yeah, I think it's kind of, uh, you know, uh, the plays here are kind of straightforward and you can kind of get different, you know, in the, in the other, other spots and the other games, but um yeah, I'm not crazy about the other pass catchers on the line other than I'm on a... Yeah, none none of them feel good, but I, I definitely think, you know, obviously we still got to see who's even going to play, but I definitely think one of them could get there. Khalif Raymond's got some some big play upside. And now you got Chark back in it, kind of mixed. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, that that would really be nice if you could get Chark. 3,800 is, is way too cheap for his talent, and, you know, it's it's just a matter of his health. But if, if yeah, he's he healthy enough to go. Yeah, he was limited in the, the walkthrough or whatever, and he didn't really have that many snaps, you know, near the game. So it's a – I mean, yeah, it's a dark throw. You, need him to catch, you need him to catch one bomb, and, you know, he might be able to pay off there. So maybe a little bit of him. Yeah, and I, I definitely like – Dawson Knox, honestly, most of my Allen stacks probably will have Knox. I mean, he's coming off a season high, seven targets, seven receptions. We saw the touchdown upside last year. He hasn't really scored too many touchdowns this year, but the Lions have allowed the most touchdowns to tight ends this season. So I I will definitely have a lot of Knox as well. I think that does it for this game. So if we go to the next one, this one is the hardest for me to project because you know, we have a big spread. Dallas is nine and a half point favorites. Game total is not bad, 45 and a half. But I, I have gone through this in my head and I just see it going so many different ways. I could see the Cowboys just coming out and stomping the Giants. But then again, I could see another one of these NFC East just weird games. You know, obviously we just saw Washington beat the shit out of the Eagles the other night. So it, it these NFC East games always seem to be close. So Mike, what what do you think? You, you think the Cowboys can just throttle them here, or you see the Giants keeping it close? I see the Giants keeping it close. They've kept most of their games close all year. You know, like they played a bunch of close. Even last week, like they 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 got their doors blown off by the Lions, and that was still only a what ten point game, fourteen point game, something like that. Like it, it they held it way closer than it should have been i just i don't see this game total going over even at that low number um you know i just 
I, I don't see any kind of script here where any of these guys are like huge monster plays. Like, yeah, they'll fill in. Like if you need, you know, a, a, a wide receiver in one of these guys price range, okay, take a stab because you can't like be a hundred percent on that first game, but uh, I'm not going out of my way to, to overload here. Like Pollard, uh, Pollard is the only play that I'm just going to keep going back to. But other than that, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I expect Pollard to be the highest owned on the slate. And obviously for good reason, his, his price is way too low for what he's been doing and he's been going off. So I, I think people are definitely going to go there, but Dave, I'll, I'll let you, you know, we let Mike get on his soapbox and, and tell us why we should play the jets every week. So why should we be playing giants this week? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm not on my soapbox for this Giants team that <laughs> I think is extremely overrated as to what they're doing this year, but it's nice to see some life out of them. Uh, Dory Jackson going down is a huge loss for the secondary. They were thin to begin with. Um, I feel like Dak can throw all over this team. This is probably the other game stack that I'm interested in. Um, probably not going to get much of the late game. Uh, I can see there being a shootout with just the offense keeping up somehow some way Dayball just keeps scheming up this team with no talent around them to put up points somehow uh Daniel Jones Saquon Barkley I mean you got big play potential in both of those guys I have no idea who Daniel Jones is throwing to it's probably another place that you can get some good leverage on this slate um by your mystery pass catchers uh outside of Slayton I've never even heard of half the guys that they're running out there so I don't know. They're probably going to get the, you know, their their teeth kicked in this week, but I can see them keeping it competitive. And in a script that they keep it competitive, um, Giants are going to score fantasy points. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, Daniel Jones with, with the legs, he's always a viable play. 5,500, not a bad price for him. He did have 79 rushing yards against this Dallas defense in, in week three. So, you could play him by himself or, or, you know, I, I know a lot of people do like pairing him with Barkley that hasn't really worked out too much this year. Barkley's not getting as much usage in the passing game, but with, with the state of the wide receivers, he, he might have to. So Barkley's obviously in play. Pollard is obviously in play. And, and really you could probably just go to those two and be on your way if that's the access you want to this game. But I, I do think, like you said, there's, there's going to be, some pass catcher that that shows up in this game and and I could see the Giants backdooring and, and covering this game. So I do think they're going to keep it a little bit close. Darius Slayton's obviously been good and, and going to be one of the more popular plays for the Giants, but maybe Kenny Galladay is actually needed for this game. And I, I know he's been terrible, which I can't wrap my head around because he was so productive in, in Detroit, but Fitz, you, you looking at anyone on this giant side here or, or? Yeah, again, don't get cute. You know, if you're going to play uh, giant, you know, play Saquon. Um, maybe, you know, a naked Daniel Jones. Hopefully, you know, we just, uh, you know, get some, gets there rushing and uh, sprinkle it around to the, to the poo-poo they got at wide receiver. Um, but yeah, giant side, it's, like I said, it's Saquon, maybe a little Daniel Jones. But I just don't feel comfortable really stacking them with any of the wide receivers. Um, like you said, I think this game it could go a bunch of ways on paper. Yeah, the Cowboys should should roll them like they did Minnesota last week. But um, 
you know, division game. Giants, Giants are playing tough. Um, I see a close game and probably not a very high scoring game. So I'll have a, we're going to be on Pollard. Listen, I'll throw in, like I said, short slate, get weird. I'll throw in some Zeke. He finds the end, you know, he falls into the end zone. Um, so I'll have a little bit of Zeke. Um, you know, Dalton Schultz, usually uh, tight ends do good against the Giants. Um, Gallup, you know, home run play, good price. So I'll sprinkle in some uh, some pieces on the Cowboys. And if I'm playing one from the Giants, it's Saquon. Yeah, that makes sense. And and I think most people are going to play Pollard. And then if they're trying to get away from Pollard, they're probably going to go with Dak Stacks, and it's just going to be Dak, Lamb, Schultz. So I, I think a way you could possibly get different is, is pair Pollard with Dak. And, you know, we saw what he did last week in the passing game, and, and they should go back to him more, get him the ball in, in, in space and, and throw him the ball more. So – you know, that, that could possibly be a stack that, that's a little bit different than the people that are stacking Dak and, and maybe people that are playing Pollard aren't playing him with Dak, so that makes you a little different. And we talked about using Jamal Williams and Swift in the same lineup. I will absolutely have Pollard and, and Zeke lineups. We saw it last week. I mean, in, in a main slate, you could have just played them together and, and probably got there. So in a shorter slate, it makes even more sense, and I, I don't mind that at all. Now, as far as just one last thing I want to touch on is Richie James is banged up. Now, he, he was pretty serviceable, actually, early in the year when all the other Giants receivers were hurt. So if he can't go, Isaiah Hodgins is $3,000. He's been getting more involved, and he had 41 and 29 yards in his last two games. While that's not crazy, that, that's as a part-time player, and if, if James can't go – someone else is going to have to pick up the load. And, and we said before on these small slates, you're going to need one of these weird little plays. And that might actually be one that that's interesting to look at maybe more so in showdown, but ju- just a name to monitor if, if James can't go. One other one before you go on uh, Noah Brown is still getting looks with the Cowboys thinking of just, you know, guys that don't pop up on a weekly basis, but can score a touchdown or, you know, if Gallup pulls up lame, you know, he's a primary wide receiver for them. So he's another one that's, you know, lesser own part of uh, this game here. And I like the Hodgins take. He had uh, three targets last week, Wondell going down, uh, Richie James banged up. Galladay's awful. I don't know who's left. Maybe David Sills. Is he still there? Uh, he wasn't active last week, but you would assume that he would have to be this week. So he, he definitely could get some playing time. And then one last thing. I mean, tight end is always an absolute disaster. So on a short slate, you know, we don't want to play any of these guys, really. I mean, half of half of them you've never even heard of. But on a short slate, it, it's very easy for any one of these tight ends, if they do anything, even just scoring a touchdown, they could be the, the top scoring or even second scoring tight end on the slate. Everyone's basically going to play Schultz. So on the Giants side, it, it's basically you have Lawrence Cager or Tanner Hudson. Now, Cager has been the much more productive the past couple of weeks. Actually, they've been bringing him up off the practice squad. I did see that he went back down to the practice squad, but they should be signing him back to the active roster. So I'd say Cager is a possibility, 2,700. Hey, real, real quick. It, it's Cager. Is that the, 
Is that the dude that was a wide receiver from Georgia that the Jets got as like an undrafted free agent? They they convert him to tight end. I or is that think that's really yeah. Different? No, I think that's actually right. Okay. Yeah, because he was uh yeah. I don't remember receiver. if it was Georgia, but I believe he is a converted wide receiver. If it if it is it, it was it was Georgia. But, Fair enough. And they signed uh, Nick Vanette to uh, the practice squad this week too, so he might be. Okay, able to I'll, I'll use, use my intel from you, Nick. There, how's how's Cager been as, as a tight end? I'm watching the Giants, but I guess he was a receiver, so he should have some small side there. Uh, he runs routes from time to time. Yeah, he he has run the most routes of, of any Giants tight end. And basically the past couple games, he's only had two catches, two for 20 last week, and he did score a touchdown the week before. So, I mean, literally that's yeah. all you need on this slate. If, yeah. you're, if you're paying 2500 2700 Throw it in there. Yep. Yep. All right. So we go to the late game. This is obviously going to be the lowest owned game on the slate. People are just – not going to want to play this game. We got a spread of, of Minnesota minus three game total, only 42 and a half. So both of these teams just looked like dog shit last week. We had the Patriots basically just kick a field goal and, and score a last second punt return. And the Vikings obviously got absolutely demolished by the Cowboys. We have the Kirk cousins primetime narrative. So no one is going to want to touch this game, which makes it, a very, very interesting game, especially in large field GPPs. This slate, when you only have three games, you should look at your lineup and be like, I don't like this lineup at all. I'm going to delete it because that's how you win a huge GPP on, on a small slate. So 5,600 for Kirk Cousins with, with the weapons he has, I'm in. I, I'm not going to play a ton of them. He's not going to be my highest owned quarterback, but I will absolutely have Cousins stacks because no one else is going to want to do it. And when you get the throw to Justin Jefferson, that's that's good enough for me. And then you add Hawkinson with Cousins' cheap price, it's not a bad stack. Now, maybe you don't really want to bring it back with too much, but if, if you can get a lot of pieces in, in that early Buffalo game and, and pay up for that and then just basically run with this stack and don't even bring a bring back, I, I think that could possibly get there. But, Dave, what do you, what do you think? You liking anything in this game, anything sticking out? Yes, not really. Um, the point totals, team totals for both these teams are pretty low. Like you said, it's a way to be different, but this also kind of feels a little almost too cute. Uh, yeah, I'll have, you know, some Cousins doubles, maybe bring it back with Jacoby Myers, Stevenson, more of the tight end, you know, Hunter Henry or John Smith just for salary relief, but I don't see myself prioritizing most of these plays. Uh, Justin Jefferson's most expensive player on the slate. I think I prefer digs to him, you know, in a vacuum. Uh, I understand being different on it, but for me, I mean, you play the best plays from this game or you don't play it at all. Pretty much. Mike, I know you're a huge Patriots fan. You, you play in any of these guys? No, no. I'll I'll have one cousins lineup for the exact reason you mentioned. Like 
you can't go oh for primetime forever, can you? Like, there's got to be one, and somebody has to win a GPP when Cousins actually does have that one. Um, you know, again, he has weapons, Hawkinson, Jefferson, Vine. Uh, there will be no bring back. Uh, I might stack it with the Vikings defense. Um, it just, no, I, I, I'm going to be 90% game one. Fitz, what about you? You you like anything in this game? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm going to, uh, you know, going for a little bounce back. You know, Minnesota's got their doors blown off. Um, yeah, you know, the cousin, the primetime thing, but it's uh, – <laughs> I, I'm going to ignore that, you know, um, Minnesota at home. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll play Kirk Cousins. Uh, I'll play a lot of Hawkinson. Like I said, I like it's kind of tight um, where you can stack them with um, maybe even, you know, Thielen, touchdown upside. But uh, Dalvin Cook, I mean, yeah, I, I like the pieces on Minnesota. And, uh, you know, if I, I load up on that first game, I'll definitely have my other pieces here. I might even do, like you said, you know, might not like it. Um, but yeah, maybe just, you know, do a couple line of three load up on this game and yeah, the point lower totals low. I mean, you know, the, uh, the Patriots just held you know, the Jets to three points, but they're the Jets and, you know, Patriots have been giving up some, some points. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I'll, I'll stack cousins. I'll play, I'll play this game, you know, uh, Jacoby Myers, Stevenson, Harrison, Harrison on the side, um, but in the lineups where I'm really not going heavy in this game, I do like Minnesota's defense. I don't know if we didn't get the defense. You know, speak yeah, I, l- I yet, like both defenses in this game. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if you want that first game, you know, let's say you go Gabe Davis and Singletary, and they're the ones that score all the touchdowns for Buffalo. You bring it back with Amon Ra, and then you have this stack you still got all the access to that game and you're totally different with, with this game. So it's, it's just something to think about. And then actually another way you could go is if, if you're worried about primetime Kirk cousins, you play the new England defense with one of these running backs, or we've been talking about playing two of them play Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris with new England's defense. And if new England's defense is getting turnovers and putting them in scoring range, you know, they, they could both get there and that's your access to this game. And even though it's a shit show, you're actually getting points from it. And that's the narrative to the Patriots winning this game, uh, running the ball on defense. They're not going to win with Mac Jones lighting it up through the air and throwing for 400 yards. If they win this game, it's going to be through both running backs and their defense. So that's a good point. Yeah, and, th- and that's basically all I would use. And and Jacoby Myers is fine. Jacoby Myers has you know enough of a floor where – you, you can just throw him in and that could be all your access from, from this game. But that that's basically all I'm looking at here. So I think we went through all the games. I think that's pretty good. But how about we hop into actually building a lineup? So obviously we want to use Allen. So let's actually quickly go through this and, and just see what building an Allen lineup looks like as far as what you have left. So if we Is just throw Allen, using Allen. What's that? Is it obvious in using Allen with the other pieces out there? I, I, think I built one while we were going, and I have a golf lineup. So, so we'll do both because then, then we we get you know we, it's going to be, the game right, you want, yeah, and we can go both ways. So mm-hmm. let's start with Alan just to see because he is the most expensive. We can kind of see how hard it is or how easy it is to, to build a lineup with the most expensive, and then we could build a golf lineup and you know kind of see the the difference in in what you have for each position and which one we actually like better. 
All right. So if we go with Allen, do we want to pair him with Diggs or do we want to do it with, with Davis? Well, I think no, not both. It's either Davis and Knox or just Diggs. I, I, I like Diggs I, and Singletary. I like Diggs because I'm probably won't be playing a lot of Justin Jefferson. So if I'm, uh, yeah, I like Allen with Diggs. All right. So let's, let's go Diggs first. Cause again, two, two of the most expensive. So if you're going to go expensive, it makes it kind of difficult the rest of your lineup. So we, we can see. So now with, with Diggs, do we want to go with Knox? Cause he's kind of cheap or would we rather go somewhere else at tight end? Cause he's probably the, the most viable cheapest tight end that you, you would want to play. I'd say start getting uh, Detroit pieces in here. Okay. I like, I, I like taking the leverage with Detroit tight ends. If you're going to start going Allen Diggs here. Yeah, but, but who? Brock Wright has, has been the guy. He's he's the one that's on the field. He's the one that's getting most of the targets. I, I like Mitchell's ability, but th- I, these guys I, I, really are not getting. I don't okay, I mean, stay away from this. I, I, yeah, I think you're just forcing it there. I don't really think you need to play. Yeah, either. no, I think it makes sense to go Knox because I like. Yeah, I like Knox. Anything under 35, you're just throwing a dart anyway. So you might as well fill the tight end position with stacking your quarterback. All right, so All right, what so, Lions pieces do you want to add? I mean, obviously, Amon Ra is, is the the bring back, right? But but do we want to go cheaper, or do we want to get cheap Amon somewhere Ra else? And Jamal. Amon Ra and Jamal. Amon Ra you want to go Jamal. both? I mean, yeah. I mean, they are affordable. Yeah. All right, so now that leaves us. You still got affordable pieces from the other games. All right, so we have Josh Allen to Diggs and Knox with Amon Ra, Jamal, Williams bring back leaves us 4,500. So how about we get our defense in? We want to use one of the defense. I mean, the Patriots are only 3,000. We want to just do that. Minnesota, eh? Yeah, because if we're not using that game, one of those two defenses makes sense anyway. I Mm -hmm. I like like Minnesota. They're 31, 31. That's fine. We can go Minnesota at home. So I like the home defense. I like playing the home team. All right. So – do we want to get a cheap receiver in here and then see what we have left for running back and flex? I think you jam yeah. Pollard. Nah, if you want to go cheap receiver, what about um, Hodgins? What about, what, what about Gallup? I don't think he's that cheap. No, he's not. Forty six. Well, yeah, but he forty six. You know, in the three thousands, cheap. Leaves us with fifty one hundred for a running back and a flex. Yeah, a piece. Yeah. If I, we need to go into the What threes. does Pollard leave you for receiver and flex if you jam? Pollard. 41.50. 41.50. You can make that you, work on a you receiver. You need someone. At, you need a $3,000 piece here. No, you don't. No, Noah Brown. Yeah, you're going to. Because yeah, you do. You gonna go with your other running so back. do we want to go Hodgins then? Yeah. You don't need it. You already have your second running back. Hodgins is a wide receiver. No, Hodgins is the Giants' wide receiver. Yeah, no, but if we jammed Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. Yeah, yeah we have Pollard in here. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, so it's Josh oh, yeah. Allen, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Stefan Diggs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Isaiah Hodgins, Dawson Knox, Vikings yeah, defense, bucks. and that leaves us 5,300 left. With plenty of options in that range for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, you, you could go – I mean, we don't. We probably don't want to go Gabe Davis. We already have Diggs and Knox, but no, you have Myers there. You have 
So yeah, you could go Myers, you could go Slayton, Hawkinson, Hawkinson. or or what we could also do is drop down from the Vikings to the Patriots and put Damian Harrison. I like that. That doesn't get no, you. That, that, uh, that no, doesn't, I thought, yeah, one hundred, one hundred short. I thought we were good there. Nope. I like Hawkinson. Or you yeah, can that's fine. Yeah, they'll double. You know, um, yeah. You could just straight up punt defense here. I don't care about playing the Lions or the Giants just for salary too. I'm probably jamming Davis there if you could afford it. Like if you I'm already, like you're already hammering that game, just just go whole hog. No, when I Dave, mean you, you could. I, I, I like having um, someone in that flex spot from a late game, you know, just in case you, you know. Um, and and I like Hawkinson regardless. Ah, fuck late swap. Late swap is as casual as fucking ownership. Uh, yeah, all right, casual corner. Not not on this slate. Settle, settle down. But, but honestly, I I think the Hawkinson play at flex actually gets you different too because this is a very chalky lineup. If you're going yeah, I mean, Allen, Jamal yeah, Williams, yeah. Pollard, Diggs, right. Amon Ra, and if you mm-hmm. think so, about it, I mean, who's you know on a three game slate with a, a bunch of crappy tight ends? Who's really doubling? Who's playing double tight end? Yeah, it, it makes sense for this lineup actually. Yeah, and no, I I actually uh. I'm with it. I like it. All right. So, you know, it, it's it's doable, but it's a little difficult to, to jam people in when you go Alan Diggs, but I like it. So we didn't really, let's we didn't, we didn't really mention uh when we talked in the last game before. What about Dalvin Cook? I, I, he's absolutely in play. I, I meant to mention him, but we kind of moved through saying we didn't like that game, but he, he can break a slate. I mean, he's not what he used to be, but we, we saw he the had, huge play upside a couple weeks ago and, and he's look good. He's looked good lately. And if, uh, if he's you know going to go overlooked, he's still getting the usage and you know, new England's more susceptible on the ground than they are through the air. So I, I don't mind that play at all. Yeah, no, he's looked good lately. Take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands, and uh, you know I can see Cook having a big game. All right, so now let's let's build a Goff lineup. So if we're going with Goff, obviously it's got to be a Ra, right? And then do we want to double stack him? I had him triple stacked in the one I made. Well, that's casual. You're casual. In a game like this, if Goff's going to get there, you need double yeah, or you, triple stack. Do Do we want to go Khalif Raymond or take a shot on Chark? Or what Reynolds about? If he goes, I go Reynolds if he goes. Or yeah, 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 I don't mind that. I like Chark because it it kind it, it just paints a picture. It can kind of be you know like that whatever one or two bombs to Chark. Gets him there, and then he just peppers Amon Ross A. Brown with you know, you know, double digit targets, double digit catches, some handoffs, whatever. All right. So then I would say, similar to the Allen lineup that we built, bringing it back with two Buffalo players. So what Singletary might make sense in this. Yep. And maybe go Gabe Davis instead Singletary, of Diggs. Singletary and Davis. So that leaves us fifty-eight fifty. So that that's that's not bad right there. So and let's, let's see if we can get Barkley and Cook in. I'm gonna put Barkley and the running back Cook in the flex. 
You're gonna have no Cowboys in this lineup unless you go with. Yeah, you can. You can get, and then you can go Dalton Schultz with your Cowboys. Yeah, and then you got 4,200. You can play the whatever the Cowboys defense. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what, golf lineups look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, man, there's a lot. Like I said, we got Dalvin Cook. Literally, you play golf, you can do whatever you want. Now now take this same lineup and swap out for Daniel Jones and play him naked. Is he the same price? Yeah. Yeah, He's like 200 bucks. 300 more, but you you still have money to get up to him. Yeah. Well, no, it would be – you would basically be with Barkley. That could be Saquon, though. I don't hate that. Naked DJ? Uh, that's actually interesting, and I didn't think. But hold on, if, if in this where's line, your, where's your pause, bro? It's implied. In this in this lineup, though, if you were to play Jones, I would take Shark out, only because there's no reason to double Lions, right? Lions pass catchers. Correct. And you so can you get could up take to... you could take a chance on Galladay, or maybe hope Mike McKenzie. Scores a touchdown. Just bank on DJ running in for two touchdowns. Well, we would also come down off the Cowboys defense, right? Yeah. I mean, you could play on on a a short slate. It actually might make sense to have the Cowboys defense against Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. Pick six. you know he yeah he he fumbles the ball or throws a pick six and st- still got to come right back and and yeah that might actually even make sense. I like that one. I definitely like the golf side too. I think that's the winner right there, boys. So yeah, so which one attention. are we going with? Are we going with the it, golf it, or are it, we going? Be splitting it four ways, but it's all right. Nah, you guys veered off my lineup. I'm hitting submit on this one. <laughs> Josh Reynolds for the win. There you go. I, I, I like Reynolds. It's just the, the biggest concern with Reynolds and Chark is their health. So Khalif Raymond might actually be the play. Mm-hmm. Talk about a big guy who can get there on one or two plays. Yep. All right. So I think we did a good job going through the slate and it was nice to actually build a lineup, kind of see, you know, what works, what doesn't. So it's going to be fun. I always one of my favorite days of the year, like I said. So you guys got any thoughts fits? Um, no, nah, just kind of reiterate what we said. Um, you know, don't get cute. Definitely, uh, you know, play that bills Detroit game and then uh, kind of plant your flags on players in the other um, games and um, yeah, just uh, have fun out there. Dave, any, anything to add? Uh, play the best place and leave yourself some salary this week. So you don't duplicate your lineups. Yep. I, I agree with that completely. Mike, you got any parting words for us? No, just be responsible. Have fun out there. Enjoy the holiday. I concur. And everybody go check out thehelmsports.com or yardsperfantasy.com. You can check out my Thanksgiving slate breakdown. 3,000 words took forever. Basically, by the end of reading it, you're going to need a nap, just like I did when I finished writing it. But go check that out. 
I will also be back later in the week on Friday to break down the Sunday slate after we smash this slate. So be sure to check that out. And as always, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Stefan out there.